Hi, this is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now, your starting lineup, Roscoe, the Fanalist, Southey, Beaner, and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. What, 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 what? All right, and we are back. Welcome back, welcome back to Leafs Late Night. I'm your host, Roscoe. I'm joined by Southey and Darty Brodeur. Thank you for joining me on Leafs Late Night, where it is never too late for the Leafs, presented by Inside the Rink. How's it going, guys? It is going good. It's been a hot minute since I've been on, so it's uh, feeling good to be with you boys tonight. Darty, you are uh, not in your studio. You're somewhat mobile this evening, I can see. Where are you? Yes, I am in the Dartmobile, all right? Because <laughs> the Dartmobile. <laughs> you know me, I am uh, rowdy, and I get really loud. That's why you've adjusted my levels, uh, <laughs> so that I don't overpower everybody with my boisterous voice. And I uh, didn't want to wake everybody up at home, because, you know, you can be greasy, but, you know, you can't be too greasy, all right? You gotta let the fella sleep. Well, good for you, proud of you for being a, a family man and taking the, the screaming about the Leafs outside. <laughs> <laughs> family man, like I'm Nicolas Cage in that, uh, in, that, in that Christmas movie. That is my mom's favorite Christmas movie. It's a beauty. Hands down. Every, I'm pretty sure every Don year. Cheadle's in that movie. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's the guy in the convenience store, I think, that like he's like the angel guy that sends Nicolas Cage back into whatever he does for that movie. Something about like where he didn't exist, I think, or... I don't know. It's it's almost Halloween. It's not almost Christmas. What are we doing? Yeah. Merry Chrysler. <laughs> All right. So it has been a little while since we've been here. And apologies for that. But uh, life has caught up with all of us in different ways unexpectedly at the same time. Steph is still on vacation or just got back today, I think. Um, and uh, <clears throat> pardon me, Sadie and I have been working. Uh, Beaner's working. And Darty, I mean, you put it out on Twitter, but do you want to uh, make an announcement here? Well, Darty's got a little dart on the way, all right? You know, <laughs> he's not a king size yet, but uh, who knows? Uh, Darty might fill up a whole pack. But enough of the cigarette <laughs> puns. Um, you know, I've been rolling my own and. Uh... <laughs> the dart pack. Pop the dart. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I got into some mischief a couple months ago and. Uh, and now there's a, a dart on the way, and he's uh, he's a be- beautiful uh, baby boy. But uh, I, you know, I'm kind of irresponsible right now. I'm not trying to be a bad dad, but uh, tomorrow <laughs> is probably going to be the day. So, so are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm literally steps away from my house on my phone. So there's like, if anything, I got a I got a Garmin watch right now. I get an SOS. I'm I'm running out of here. Okay, so don't worry. I'm on Dart Watch. We could have the craziest breaking news on this show. You just got to tell Mrs. Dirty that you need about half hour more to finish this and then you're good. <laughs> I told her, I was like, it's been, it's been like how many days now? Uh, it felt like a forever that I haven't been on the show that uh, it almost felt like we all haven't been on the show. I've been, uh, I, I've been cranking out old episodes just to kind of relive the glory days. And I know we've all had weird mixed schedules. So I, I've actually been the one trying to push it, even though I'm the biggest loafer, I always constantly cancel because you know, I'm a piece of shit, but <laughs> I was like, it was like three days ago. I'm like, Hey guys, are we, uh, we're going to do a show please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I've been catching up with preseason games. I have been, uh, unfortunately working through a couple of them. So I've been watching the highlights of them, but uh, it's it's hard to get excited when there's so many of them. Like there's still, I'm looking at the schedule here. There's still two more preseason games before we get into it next Wednesday. Oh my god! So yeah, there's two more games against the Red Wings, and uh, I am sad. I don't know if I said this last episode because it's been so long, but uh, the Leafs have played a preseason game here every year, and this year they didn't because it was in Belleville. No, uh, they didn't. Belvedere. I remember finding the schedule and then I asked you if you wanted to go watch it actually and then you broke the news to me that it was in fact in Belleville and yeah hurts yeah you made me think for a second that there might have been one added that I missed or I just read it wrong but no 
You, you mentioned Belleville, so I just want to give a shout out to uh, a fan of the show, uh, though he hasn't collaborated with us yet because he's real greasy. Uh, Rick Rowley, a uh, famous uh, player for the Deserano Bulldogs. Okay, they call them Red Light Rowley. Look it up on Wikipedia. So I just wanted oh to shout God. out. Just wanted to shout. That's like that's probably why they played in you know in, in Bell Vegas. All right. Because <laughs> they're, like, they're like, you know, Rick Rowley's in town, so uh, we got we got to play for uh, you know Wikipedia and co- comedic legend, right? Get the get the get the fans in, in Belleville happy. Do it for Red Light. <laughs> Shout out to Rick. He's uh, he's a beauty. Follow him on Instagram. Post some hilarious uh, Leafs videos. Being super Canadian. Best way I can put it. I don't know. <laughs> Um, otherwise, uh, the look preseason is what it is. It's it's people not putting their best lineups out, and sometimes teams are playing you know their A team against an AHL team. But at the end of the day, you don't want your team to be losing a bunch of these games because it's just it's not a good start uh, mentally going into the season. The Leafs, on the other hand, have only lost one game. They've scored twenty goals across five games, if my math is correct. And uh, Matt Murray has only allowed one goal. I like how this is shaping up so far. What about you guys? No, I have to agree. And, like, one thing about watching preseason is you're pretty much just hoping no one gets injured. That's really what I'm looking out for. I find that's my number uh... one thing. And due to the fact that we already have a ton of injuries. But, yeah, the start on Matt Murray, he's been looking really good. He's huge in the net. I like his lateral movement. He's pretty poised. Um he kind of looks like more of the Pittsburgh Matt Murray than the Sens. Yeah, and something that was brought up a lot was Matt Murray has been better when he's been competing for the spot, like when he was competing with, uh, oh, was it Jari or was it Flurry in Pittsburgh that he would have been, or I guess both of them. Probably no, both, both in a way. Yeah. Either end, yeah, one coming up and one going out. And he was better in those instances than when there was those stretches in between when one of them was hurt and he kind of had the spot for himself. Um, and it was the same thing with Ottawa. There wasn't really anyone that was making him fight for that first spot. So I think part eh, part of it, not, probably 90%, Beaner's not here to back me up on this as a goalie, but 90% of it is just mental. So, I mean, if, if his game relies on competing for that number one spot, I think Ilya Samsonov is a good person to have behind him. Though, if we're talking preseason, he's been okay. I'm not super concerned. I mean, playing the puck. What is it with the Leafs and having a backup goalie that cannot play the puck properly out of the net? Just stay in the net. It's Yeah, uh, it's not a very good look for him. Tend the goal, to, to quote Mr. Dangle. Uh, but speaking of injuries, one of the games I did happen to catch was the one the other night against Ottawa where, oh my god, it was like one after another. We had... Muzzin was already out, and then um, Dahlstrom and ben. ben both left the game. Also, in looking up the stats for that game, I learned Jamie Ben or Jordy. Which one is it? Fuck. I don't the remember. lesser Ben. Jordy? <laughs> they can't have this similar of names, starting with the same and ending with the same. I actually, like, Andrew, which one is it? Oh. Everyone's screaming at me right now. No, I know. They're all screaming at all of us right now. It's Jordy, I think. It's Jordy. It's, it's got to be, be Jordy. It's got to be Jordy Ben. So that just sounds Jamie, lesser. Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, so, Jamie's uh, the one on Dallas, if, right? Or yes. Yeah. Of course. I know one's on Dallas, but their their parents suck for that man. So it's Jordy Ben, yes. Thank you, Jordy. Jesus, I'm sorry, everybody. Jordy Howe. Jordy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I learned that Jordy Howe is 35. What? Really? Yeah. Did you know that Jordy Ben's that old? I didn't. No, I had no idea. I am I mean, yeah. to be fair, that right now. That doesn't that, that doesn't compute. <laughs> prior to the season, I probably couldn't ring off too many stats about uh, old Jordy Howe. Six I love that we're two, just going to call him jo- Jordy Howe. 89 kilograms. Age? 35. 1987. Thank you. Holy Isn't that nuts. Fuck your old. <laughs> I was like, um, I was happy that, you know, oh, we got some some other, you know, decently, you know, 26 to something guys, whatever that we've added that can fight for defense. Nope. 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 Mete is 26 or 25, I think. But nope. He's <laughs> also here's another trivia question. Um, how old is Alex Galchenyuk, guys? Without looking it up. 28. Galley? Galley's got to be like 31. 
No, Darty nailed it. He's 28. Can you believe that? The dude's played... It's like he's played everywhere, been released from everywhere, fought for a spot with every team, been on winning teams, been on losing teams, and it's been... He was in Morgan Riley's draft. <laughs> yeah, the more unfortunate Hab Galley is... Uh, yeah, I was going to say he was on the, the, the... He's from the Riley draft, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, but back to the game, though. We had all these defensemen going down, so the Leafs were down to four. And uh, it, it was shaping up to be interesting. But, I mean, hey, if we're going to test uh, Matt Murray in a situation where the defense is not going to be playing great and he's going to be facing a lot of shots, well, this is going to be it. Also, shout out to Kerfoot and Yarncroke for taking shifts on defense. They looked uh, like an extra... Uh, attacker that was going to go back if anything went wrong, but hey, they, Those they guys went out there. Are like continually showing ways that they can just add so much to this team. Like no one would have thought that they would have been doing that, and the fact that they look pretty good doing it, it's just you know it speaks volumes to their level of play and how versatile they are. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, on Murray to be able to hold it down, and mm-hmm. uh, the Leafs end up winning six to three. He's against his old team. I think that's uh, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty impressive. I want to give a shout-out to the other Eminem uh, on our team that was uh, taking reps for defense. Uh, I'm not talking about Martin Marincin. Oh, my God. I'm I'm <laughs> the worst. Sorry. So I have to correct myself. Ilya Samsonov played that game. Did, oh, then it was Shalgren after, wasn't it? Yeah. I was going to say, we got we to gotta shout-out uh, uh, Mitch Marner for uh, for taking some reps, right? Like, uh, there's a chance that he'll be playing D. <laughs> Yeah, so I was going to say that that can take us into this because it was right after this happened uh, that all of a sudden we're talking about Marner playing on D. And hey, maybe this came out of watching uh, Yarncroke and Kerfoot being that extra attacker and the offense that they generated without giving up too much um, liability defensively, I guess, as long as you have the right person out there, whether it's, you know, Brody or I don't know, maybe Riley if you're going for an extra goal, but like if you want to have that failsafe back there, I'd probably go Brody or Geo. But okay. I don't know. What, what do you guys think of this whole Marner on defense thing? The basis of this conversation is him playing power play minutes or just regular shifts on D? Look, I think it's going to be... This is the thing. Is what, what do you see it as before I put my two cents in? It's absolutely effing bonkers to put him on D in a regular shift. Like, you want some power forward cruising on him and just pushing him up the boards all night? Like, that's... He's a top three winger in the league. He supports Matthews better than anyone else can. And we're going to throw him back there for, for what? <laughs> he, okay, he's not so... going to do like that that much back there. But on the power play, it does give them a good secondary look. And it switches up how other teams would have to study the power play. So that I can't agree with. But regular shifts, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I, I agree that it would be silly just to throw him out there for regular shift. But... It, Say you're down, and I'm trying not to copy exactly what I've heard on other shows, but say you're you're down four to two, and then you get that four three goal, and you're like, oh shit, like it's you know seven minutes left. We can't pull the goalie, but maybe a like you put Marner out there as the the fourth attacker with a defender to try to build on the momentum and try to tie the game up. Like I can see something like that. But, a scenario like that makes a lot more sense. Like you're at the end of the game, you're fighting for a win, you're prepared to give up a go-ahead goal or like a secondary goal rather. But uh, yeah, there's some upside in doing that. But anything other than that, I think it's just a huge waste. Here's the thing: anytime you start paying somebody over ten million dollars a year, it's because they are superstars, right? So some of these guys, like like Marner and Matthews, you there's more to their game than the average player. That's what you're paying them for. So if you can find other ways to use them that makes them more of a threat in ways that other people haven't thought of, I think there's something to that. Like if if they, you know, Marner's penalty killing in two-way game has been great. So maybe you lean into that and give him the chance to play that that role uh, in different scenarios, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like how you get the most out of somebody that's that's got the talent to play more th- positions than the average player can. And I think that's what it's coming down to is is what what tactical advantage or skill advantage do the, these guys bring us? Gives me very like football vibes almost, like getting another receiver out there, another another set of hands to 
to throw to at you know while you're also kind of sacrificing uh you know protecting your quarterback right like you know if the if the if the tendy's the quarterback of the team you know um <clears throat> it's i don't know it's it's i feel like it's one of those things it's it's a risk that the leafs of all teams would be the team to take you know i don't see many other teams wanting to do that or that are desperate enough to do that but we also as you're saying like you know and i've heard on uh other podcasts that just you know we have such power up front like if you can you know if you if you can utilize it if you can actually get those guys in a, in, a, in positions that don't compromise us and just you know lead to it going back the other way and i don't want to see mitch marner skate backwards so i'm sure he's great but <laughs> no like i don't want to see him go chase an icing or get hammered by like an evander kane or something like that either and what the Ottawa preseason game showed us is why not put Kerfoot in that situation? He's got some offensive upskill and he's responsible defensively. Yeah, that's not not a bad idea. I think it's it's that if you're gonna put somebody out there, you want them to be the fourth. So if you're putting out what would it be, Matthews, Tavares, Nylander, and then Marner, right? Like you're not gonna yeah, put Kerfoot there. It, it does make sense, you're right. Um that's the only argument i can make against that like i think yarn croak and kerfoot definitely showed that they have that upside to their game which is great like the fact that yarn croak can be another i mean fingers crossed a healthier kasha yeah like somebody who's good on on both sides and and can go out on the uh the uh, penalty kill or you know be a second line power play whatever they need i think i think it, it's shaping up that he fills that role so that's a that's a plus there. Who's that one the other D man that you're leaving though? Is it always going to be Riley, or if they did do that? Well, that's what I mean. Like, it if you're going be. for a goal, I get it being Riley. But if it's that you want to also have that bit of coverage on defense, if the puck does come the other way, I again, I'd see it more somebody like Brody or Geo. Or Geo, yeah, that's <laughs> the guy you put back there. God forbid Hall. <laughs> or like, what does a guy like Sandine think about this though? Because he's kind of primed for. A you know, to take a huge step this year. And that's kind of the role that he should be filling. Yeah. And I mean, I guess we haven't recorded since that happened. So Sandine finally inking his uh, two times 1.4 million dollar deal. Um, actually, if anybody caught it, I did talk about this on the um, Twitter space. I was on with hockey DB a week ago. That was super cool with uh, David Alter and uh, Nick D'Souza. And I'm just thinking off the top of my head, I can't remember who else was there. I'm sorry, but thank you Yay. guys for bringing me on. Um, You're such a cool guy, Ross. That's, a, <laughs> that's awesome. That was, like, that was actually a really good opportunity. It was freaking cool. Yeah. It was, it was cool. It was cool. Um, sorry, what were we talking about? I got to... Sandine. Was, Sandine, yeah. Sandman. Um, so the Sandman... It was interesting because we heard he was offered this contract exactly the same one, the same time that Lilligren was offered it. So uh, my take on the Twitter space was that, uh, look, the window's been closing, and I think the leverage we've been talking about the last couple shows, the leverage was leaning in Dubas's direction. And uh, now that those guys got injured, it, you know, it doesn't exactly push the pendulum to Sandine's side because it doesn't change the money that's available per se. Uh, but it does change Dubas's need to get the deal done quickly. So I think it was like, all right, enough fucking around. Let's, you know, put the pen to the paper. What, like, I can't give you any more money than this. Are you staying or going? Yeah, because if you don't do that, he brings someone in immediately, right? And there goes any of Sandine's leverage. Yeah. And uh, now that we're seeing all these injuries pop up, like, look, I just off the top of my head, we got Muzzin with a back injury, hopefully back for the start of the regular season. He might play this weekend, actually. Yeah, I saw that they they might have him back for the end of preseason, so hopefully he is. Yep. Uh, that would be great. Otherwise, Dahlstrom is out for six months, I think. Yes, um, I think that's what the number holy was. Holy smokes. So another reason to not have so many friggin' preseason games, because we got Dahlstrom taking just a weird hit, and then Ben pulled something, and he's out for, I think, a couple weeks. And then um, the other one, which ties into a question that we got... Uh, was to Lilligren. So what this opens up is the chat of LTIR. So Scott at Poets underscore Scotia asked, does the length of time Lilligren is expected to be out qualify as LTIR? Any cap relief would help. So I looked into this, and you need to miss 10 games or 24 days of the season. I counted from 
six weeks from when the Leafs said he'd be out for six weeks. Um, and then October 12th being the first day of, or the, their first game, but I think it starts the day before, so it's from the 11th. Um, coincidentally, and I doubt they knew this, that's, that would just be preposterous, but they said at least six weeks. That would put him at exactly 24 games, or 24 days and 10 games into the Leafs season. <laughs> Ooh, conspiracy time. <laughs> to, qual- to qualify for LTIR. So they said move. at least. So it's either he comes back or... No questions asked. He goes on LTIR. So it just depends on, on how things play out. Can. I mean, I'm yeah. sure like Dubas is talking to his camp and telling him like, take the full six weeks, come back full health. You're only going to miss ten games. <laughs> We're going to incorporate you the rest of the season. Just let me get through this cap hill until then. The problem is that this doesn't kick in until you know, like I said, 24 days into the season, you can't go into the start of the season here with somebody on LTIR. So True, you'd have to start that off on the 12th, I believe it is. Oh, sorry, you boys. Can, you can backdate it, I think. Like, they can put him on it and say that it started whenever, as long as it qualified then, uh, I'm pretty sure. But what I think this opens up is um, the potential of somebody moving out before the start of the season. Maybe a Justin Hall I've heard whispers of. We will see. But I don't really want to linger on that too much because it's just speculation, Justin Hall. Oh, stop it, Dottie. Stop it, Dottie. <laughs> stop it, Ron. Uh, so... <laughs> don't look that up, kids. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so who is your standout player of the preseason so far of what you've seen highlights or games or read about or seen clips Mulligan. of? I was <laughs> He's gotta be up Dennis, there. Dennis Mulligan, man. Denny. Still, still young and finally getting to show it off. I, uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing from him too. Like the scrappy him dude. Robertson. Least, like <laughs> just keeps fucking coming back. No, he played a really good game. Several good games. Yep. He was the leading scorer for a bit, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, other than him, I guess you have to look at Nick Robertson, but I think my pick would have to be Matt Murray, just under the pressure he's under, um, the microscope from the Leafs fans and fan base. You know how we can be very kind and easy on our goaltenders. So for him to come in and just (laughs) kind of set the tone for that, I think is a huge thing for him. Yeah. And especially because it's been, you know, mostly sold out, right? Like he played in that Belleville game, didn't he? No, I'm talking that was Samsonov. Fuck. Yeah, but anyway, imagine he... if he came in and got pulled in any one of those games or like multiple oh, games. It, just, yeah. it would have been so bad for him. Yeah, I mean, like these are the first showings we're seeing of him in a Leafs jersey and he's been fantastic. And I think uh, I think that's enough to at least keep everybody calm for the first uh, couple weeks of the season. Yeah. Um, honorable mention, I thought uh, Victor Mete played some decent minutes for the minutes he did have. Yeah, honestly, I mean, he's another one who's pretty young, and I think he's got some upside, and, you know, somebody that was just kicking around, and I, you know, most people that I mentioned it to were like, wait, the Leafs got Victor Mete? When? He was a higher draft pick when he came in, which wasn't too, too long ago. Mm-hmm. Well, he was from the... Draft he was on Montreal, the, um, I believe. Yeah. He was on the infamous uh, World Junior team, wasn't he? Yes. Ooh, ooh, I think he was, actually. He was, but he has said he no, no involvement wasn't there, wasn't at the event. Mm-hmm. So, but who hasn't? That, that's just <laughs> the only point that? of reference for like which year he comes I from. I think he was actually cleared of that. That's though. good. That's good. Um, yeah, I got to agree though. Robertson's been great. Uh, he's definitely got, he's definitely showing what type of player he is. And that's kind of a high hockey IQ, but not fast. So, like, I see him as one of those Phil Kessel type players where he's just going to be in the right spot to receive a pass. Like, look, he scored two identical goals from the top of the circle from the same side. And then he tried to do this, the same thing from the other side of the circle and it didn't work. He's like, no, it wasn't my spot. I'm like, you're one of these guys. You're going to have a spot. You're going to sit there. You're going to get a pass. You're going to be open every fucking time for it. And you're going to score. It's he's going to be one of those. Like his move is coming up off the wing and then either, Dishing it behind, back to the point, or shooting. Because those are the three things he does best from there. Um, but to your point about his speed, I thought he was a little quicker this year than he was in previous years. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I think his, like, quick, yes, but I think it's just the, he doesn't have the same kind of, I don't know, he's not as... Uh, his motor's not, not like a Marner or something like that, but he does have yeah, a little quick. Yeah, the reaction too. time isn't there for, like, I think he follows the play more with his eyes than with his body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, you know, point. he... Like he he's looking at where the puck's gonna go and like what people are gonna do more than like actually moving around the ice to be different places. Uh, it's yeah, different kind of awareness, but I think which he'll... is probably better for him too because if he can use his hockey IQ rather than just you know running all over the place and then eventually being out of position, that's gonna yeah. help him a lot in the long run. Yeah, and I think that's the other part of it is hockey is so position based that maybe he's just got that mindset of like I don't want to move from here but i'm going to make sure i know as soon as the puck comes by me while staying in this position because i'm doing two things at the same time which brings me to something that i wanted to mention earlier darty you were talking when we were saying marner on defense about people um like quarterbacks and having an extra receiver it's like in in basketball right now how we're seeing a lot of blurring of positions the center position i feel like and uh yeah. yeah I feel like there's maybe room for that in hockey to some degree, like in certain contexts, like having somebody play a little uh, little floaty position and being in un- unexpected places. But it's tough because it's such a, a you know, position-based game because of how fast the puck can be moved versus a ball that can be intercepted quite easily. Just like weird because like, yeah, these guys are usually only on for like a minute max, but then like it's a long fucking minute right like you think oh yeah they can just they can just yeah. pick up another it position is. they can float in another position again they're only on for a minute but yeah it's like it's like a minute in boxing right like <laughs> like are you getting the tar beat out of you uh, i think it'd be less about picking up another position and more about just like following a certain play versus like staying where that position would normally dictate you to be no, I think you're absolutely right on that. Like the positions are getting a little more blurred, especially when the puck's going so fast. And you know, you maybe you have Matthews on the left side and Marner's in the middle, and they'll just keep it like that for the shift until they do have a chance to change. But yeah, it is a little more interchangeable, and the lines are a bit more blurred. I mean, what if somebody, when he was five years old, told Kale McCarr to play forward, and he just stuck with it? Like, you know, maybe you just see a different player. Like it's just, it's kind of that. He's shown that he can be an offensive threat while playing the defense position. So it's just, I don't know, it's starting to blur. Which, I mean, I'm not saying that he's the first to do that. It's something that's always been around. I also Uh, feel like most of these great players, like growing up, they have played multiple positions, always being the best person on their team. So they're kind of used to that. Yeah, and that comes back to what I said about him and Matthews. Like once you make over 10 million, it's because you have this, you know, wider skill set that uh, I think it's just about finding different ways to use and it. And speaking of uh, 10 million, like once you get too many guys making that amount of money, like you can, you know, with the way the league is and this cap right now, like it start like it's it's becoming a reality to kind of expect these of the, this of these players because, you know, you can't afford to have uh, um, all these designated guys. Like we're sitting here talking about Willie playing center and, you know, like, yeah, it's not too much of a difference, I guess that like you're still forward, but it's like, you know, for a lot of these guys, like if you're a winger, you're a left winger, you're a fucking left winger, right? You're not going on the right. Like, you know, there's obviously we got these guys like Kerfoot who, uh, you know, he's kind of like a Swiss army knife. And speaking of which, I wanted to harken back to the last point we had about uh, standout guys. Like, man, th- you it's hard sometimes to find good things to say about Alex Kerfoot. Like when you're looking at Twitter, everybody seems to want to shit on the guy. I'll tell you right now, he did. He, he he's playing with a lot of heart in these preseason games. And, you know, it does, obviously doesn't matter. But it does, right? It's good to see that the guy like loves being a Leaf. I hate the Kerfoot slander. I think he's one of the most versatile players like in the league. And he's so valuable to this team. Once he's gone, everyone's going to cry that we wish we had a player like him. Yeah, and I mean, just to bring it back to what we were talking about with potentially trading uh, Hall, and uh, you know, you can lump Kerfoot in with that just because of the salary range of that, you know, two to four million. Uh, the reason that these discussions are happening is because of the fact that the Leafs are over right now and the two-way versus, you know, one-way contract situations, like people that have to clear waivers and ones that don't. Uh, Robertson and Malgan both cannot be, or they're both cleared already, is it? Or they have to, I don't know, there's something with them where, uh, excuse me, I'm, uh, I'm going to screw this up, but they would lose them 
potentially because they're not um i'm just gonna cut this i have no fucking idea what i'm talking about no i'm pretty sure robertson can be sent down without having to clear waivers or anything like that maligan i'm uncertain about though i love the fucking tax law that we have to learn just to watch this damn game fuck man (laughs) (laughs) i don't know man i read something about like one there's certain guys that could be claimed but they can't or something so like they can't send them down to make the space so they would have to move somebody else in order to keep them or else they have to cut them from the team i don't know i literally this i hate that i have to be a, an expert at fucking any of this to know what's going Terry on with batman's nhl now sponsored by intuit quickbooks and <laughs> fucking turbo tax uh, anyway courtesy of fanalist steph who is uh finishing up her vacation and Sent me uh, from, blah, 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 blah. This is on Maple Leaf Insider from Ryan Smitherum. So these are the players that did not join the team on their trip to Gravenhurst, which is where they're having their uh, practice. So Miko Kokkinen, um, Sergei or um, Dragachinsev, Bobby McCann, Joey Anderson, Nick Abruzzese, Marshall Rafai, Mark, uh, Mac Hollowell, and Dylan Ferguson. Did you just make up another player like you did on that one episode? There's, there's no <laughs> way there's a guy named Sergey derogatory remark. Is it? Is that the? Uh, I know it's. <laughs> is it Samon or Sergey Derogachinsev? I forget his first name. <laughs> uh, it's not derogatory. derogatory. <laughs> I mean, it's not terribly surprising that they didn't make the trip. Yeah, Semyon uh, Dergachinsev. Apologies. It's not Sergey. Um, but yeah, so Kokkinen, SDA, McCann, Anderson, Abrazazi, um, Rafai, who I'm not familiar with, Hollowell, and Ferguson. All <laughs> the cut. Two games who is that one guy that you're, you're just starting to refine your roster? Marshall Rafai? R I F A I? I've never heard of this person. I'm sorry. You're probably a good guy, but like, we're sorry. We we just we just don't know you. Good guy. <laughs> this is where Beaner jumps in and tells us who he is. He's 24. So, the fact that I've never heard, of, I don't even, I can't yeah. even tell who, who picked you him. Can't sit with us. We'll man. see him down in the A. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. All those guys. Um, the <clears throat> we have some questions. Questions, questions, questions. We're going to get to this earlier because we've got a lot of them. So we answered one, but second up, um, who goes first via trade? Engvall, Hall, or other? This is from at Southpaw underscore Cal. Hmm. We'll start with you, Southey. Engvall, Hall, or other? I guess the popular answer here is Hall, right? You got people knocking on the door to come up on D. His salary cap's still pretty good. Um, other teams seem to value him better than any Leafs fan does. So it seems like there is a little bit of market or interest around the league for him. So yeah, I think he'd have to be my pick. Whereas Engvall, meh, we can still use him on forward more than we can use Holland back end. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I've liked that. Engvall's progression over the last year. Um, I mean, compared to two years ago, his numbers last year were fantastic. So even exactly. if he does He's the same, up. or you know, builds on that, if you know, if not, so um, I think that would be a shame to get rid of. And uh, I just want to congratulate Justin Hall on his Stanley Cup wherever he gets traded because I feel like that is inevitable. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Justin Hall, like he's he's gonna be the seventh defenseman on whoever wins the cup this year. Mark my fucking words. Justin Hall, like I feel like for some reason because like the Leafs fans need a punching bag and they always like they just that once they get their radars locked, it, that's the punching bag for the week and like it just lands on Hall because we love punching our defensemen out of town. But uh, um, <clears throat> how do I like put this like in an intelligent way? But. Like, one, I definitely agree with you, Sadi. That is the popular choice. I agree with everything that uh, Roscoe had to say following that. But I feel like the answer is more than likely Other, the famous Leafs player that everybody loves, known as Other, because um, oh, yes. it's Kyle Dubas. Came up with uh, future considerations on the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. <laughs> yeah, famous Sioux <laughs> Greyhound uh, alum uh, Other. But uh, <laughs> Other derogatory remark. 
but he uh yeah it's 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 kyle dubas right like it's like when justin trudeau is like it's 2015 it's like you know it's kyle dubas you know and anytime you know anytime you're you're considering the statement what is dubas gonna do you know wwjd i don't know (laughs) what would jesus dubas do i don't know um it's like we always say trade hall, trade hall, trade this, trade that. And then he goes and fucking, you know, pulls something out of left field that we've never seen before. And he, this guy has a heart on for hall, like for lack of a better word. Like, yeah. And I do too. Like, You're absolutely he's a handsome right. fellow and he's not Jake Gardner. Everybody seems to think this guy's fucking Jake Gardner. Justin Hall. No, he's not. He's got hands of stone sometimes and a stone head, but then other times he's an absolute beauty. And he actually, didn't he get like a, like an empty net goal or something like from, uh, from the length of the ice. So, like, come on. Yes, he did. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he scored, like, didn't he score the first goal of preseason or something? Anyway, I um, I tend to agree. Dubas always does something that we're not expecting. I'm not going to say that it's going to be Kerfoot or Hall because if everyone's saying that's what it's going to be, it's not going to be that. So, uh... if I, I think Darty's actually right because if they wanted to trade Hall, they had so many chances to do it. Exactly. And, yeah. And like I said, he's going to be the seventh defenseman on the team who wins the cup. That could be the Leafs. You never know. And you know what? He's a great backup, too. He's a great insurance defenseman. If someone goes out, you know he's reliable most of the time. He knows the system. So, yeah. Our next one is from a friend of the show, Run It Back, TML fan and van, Marty Zilstra, host of Sports Is Fun. Who is that guy? Never heard of him. Willie at center question mark you brought this up darty so i'll let you take this one first <laughs> willie at center i just want to give a shout out to my uh, favorite and biggest fan of willie uh that is uh, marty zilstra um famous for the song uh rattle the glass boom chicka boom oh, yeah. chicka <laughs> but to, to answer your question like i kind of want to see it just to harken back again to uh, the previous uh debate we were having about uh you know f- uh, four forwards and one d well um if we're moving people to, uh, to play different positions for a couple seconds just to see how it looks and just to, you know, to be advantageous in, I guess, if you see the att- if you see an attacking moment, I don't know, like it's, uh, how do I put it? It's like, like, yeah, Willie loves being on the wing, but at some point, like, like he, he's been such a leader on this team. It makes sense that uh, someone who leads should play center, right? It's like, the you know. Uh, it's like it's like saying like the, the most handsome guy in school shouldn't win prom king like nope <laughs> like it sucks like we don't well, like, always like to see it but it's like it some things like just always ring true and like William Nylander has been a leader on this team so many times like we go back to when they were doing the live mic and uh, fucking that other hoser that used to be on our team Tyson Berry or whatever uh, that's name I can't remember anymore. <laughs> it's been so long that's the guy yeah remember he was just like talking like random shit just like and then and then willie's on the ice like actually like no if you do that you know it'll it'll be very good to you know help he's like talking trying to like give like give oh, like fucking yeah. perspective on the game while you know barry's talking shit so it's like like willie is a leader like i know he's beautiful and the, you know it's those the, that that hair just uh you know makes you think oh he's a softy but like he's a real leader and like i i I want him to play C. I want to see him play C a little bit more. I don't know. Call me crazy. It, it opens up so many options for us. Why not? We're paying these guys so much money. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I think while JT's hurt is the perfect opportunity to try it out. Like, why not? I mean, there's a point to what you've been saying. I mean, his hockey IQ's gotten up there. His experience, his leadership. He's at the point where I think he can make that shift to like, like he knows the game well enough that he could play a more commanding role on the ice. Uh, take a little it's, more responsibility. It's such a hard no for me. No, I, I don't think? think he has the engine to be a full-time centerman. Like, if I'm Connor McDavid and I'm lining up against Willie Nylander, I am licking my chops all night. Granted, I think he can do a great <laughs> job on the offensive side. It's just being defensively re- uh, reliable, 200 feet, like the whole game, game in and game out. I don't trust him to do that. Like, on the wing, he can take half a game off. He can take a game off and still be really, really impactful for the Leafs and still be a leader, as Darty said, because I really think he is. But uh, to put those type of responsibilities on him to play center um, for the type of season that we need, I think that's just a terrible idea. So who do you put at center to replace JT until he's back then with Willie and uh, 
whoever's Holly on the wing there. Kerfoot or <laughs> well, him or Kerfoot himself. Kelly Rye. I would probably Killer put Croc. Kerfoot center. <laughs> yeah, I um I I don't disagree with either of you. I see the points. Um as much as he's grown, there's been flashes of irresponsibility too. But I mean I think Give him the chance. Well, look, it, you got two more preseason games against Detroit. Why not try it out? No, uh, if he could do it, that would be amazing for the Leafs. But I just don't think he has that type of defensive play, that nastiness that he needs in his own end to push centers around as well, too, to get the good positioning that he would need. No, but right. if he can do it, fuck yeah. And, and just so you know, I almost wholeheartedly agree with Sadi. Like, I, I just wanted to, like, really push that. That's so why I, I had to, like, take some time to figure out, flesh out where my thoughts were there. As I said, like, um, it would be great because he is a leader. But uh, I don't doubt that everything that Sadi said probably rings true. <laughs> and it's probably just but best to, you know. Maybe it's a different year. But if, if we have the mentioned... games to do it, like, these games don't mean shit. So try it out. When you mentioned Connor McDavid, the advantage Connor of McDavid v. Uh, Nylander, I, I I went back to our previous topic of uh, before the pod. We we're talking oh about Connor God. McDonald. Are just there? <laughs> it's like, hey, uh, hey, Willie, you want to want to go grab a beer? Uh, well, you know, watch a couple, uh, yeah. watch a couple of my highlight reels, and uh, you know, just uh, just chill out. You know, chillax. Just have a couple beers. You know, Connor would be luring him in all night. Yeah. <laughs> For anybody, anybody uh, not following. Connor McDavid looks suspiciously like Luke Evans as Jeffrey Dahmer in the current Netflix series Dahmer. Um, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Connor McDahmer. Trigger warning to those: don't watch that if you're not like uh, into serial killers. It's pretty. It is pretty realistic for a documentary. Like it's pretty freaking scary. And uh, but One... humorous humorous aside, it is pretty funny at moments when you know when you when we reflect on the acting, uh, the, the personality side of it, not the actual true horrifying graphic story. One thing that would maybe work is if he played center and Kerfoot was his wing or something and they can interchange, as we were talking about earlier, like the positionless type of line. That yeah. would maybe be something that could work. Um, just to uh, to move us on, because we are at, at almost 45 minutes here, there's something else I wanted to talk about. Um we did a segment a while ago called Mascot or Mask Not. Oh, yeah. And yeah, uh, Spartacat, how you doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so the Seattle Kraken mascot was revealed. Boy, oh, boy. And uh, boy, oh, boy. Boy, the troll. What in the fuck the is there? this? What is this? Like, what am I looking at? It's. It looks like... A troll with, like, a spear, and his nose is blue, and his hair is blue and white. Like They've got one of the greatest for? names, one of the best logos, in one of the coolest cities in North America, and they give us that? that you know that's what? what you went with? Let me, let, me, <laughs> um, let me talk out a scenario for you that might put some perspective into why this might have <laughs> happened. Okay, and it actually just came to my, it just came to me in a dream. <laughs> it came to me as we speak. <laughs> so I was thinking about it. I was like, why the fuck didn't they use a kraken or like an octopus or something? And I'm sitting here with like, you know, this guy, you know, this like costume designer, just doing a little, uh, you know, a little uh, runway of all these different designs they could use. And there's this management, all this management just sitting there. And they turn to each other and they're like, these all look like penises. <laughs> and they're like fuck it fuck it just just give us something that just give us something else they go to the fucking dollar store they find a troll doll they're like you know what that's good just whatever i don't want to see these penises any longer <laughs> like can't have but, them around kids exactly it's uh, a squid right what, like what are you gonna do what market is this for who is this for it's not cute it's not like I don't know. It's reminiscent of Trolls, which is what for kids from the eighties. Like I know they had a movie recently, but I don't know how recent. I feel like I feel like I feel like when I say recent, it's like twenty fifteen, and that's not that recent at all. You know? <laughs> yeah, I just no. I don't I don't get it. <laughs> it's like that one uh, that one mascot that is literally a furry. You know, like it's not even like a mascot. It's like it's someone's persona. 
Bro, what mascot isn't though? But there's like I a really fine thought line. We're gonna between... do something with the uh, the space needle. This... <laughs> What's that? That was honestly my guess. The space needle? Yeah, the big tower that's in uh, Seattle. Just but have that as a also mascot. Also very phallic, you know. Yeah. As, as I said, like like they they it's definitely. True. I feel like it's they tried. To, they tried to do the squid and octopus thing. <laughs> They're like a standing squid. <laughs> And octopus, like, there's a reason why Detroit hasn't done it, right? Because, like, don't they have a big giant, like, it's it's like a, it's like a octopus slash like spider kind of thing, right? Like, it's not actually a mascot; it's just hanging above the the ceiling. Yeah. Why didn't they do a pirate? That's actually that makes sense, but maybe because of uh, the that islanders. That would have been pretty right? great. Because they got like Captain. Isn't he like uh, a fish salesman though? Captain Fishstick. He's a fisherman. He's like a fisherman. Just, yeah, have a pirate. And then have like a giant (laughs) fucking ship coming out of the wall. And he's like always hunting the Kraken. There's like this ongoing thing happening during the game, like an intermission. There's like, why did you not write them a letter about this, Johnny? Because they didn't ask, man. I didn't realize their idea was going to be so stupid. (laughs) But like, imagine you're sitting there and they can like put it up on the screen or they can have like, you know, hit the the uh pirate dude and like there's a kraken type other mascot that he's like chasing around in the stands all the time and if you like point him out for him then you like win i don't know what lawnmower or whatever the you, fuck you give away. Pizza. Yeah, like, if you're listening push this idea you're welcome kraken jerry bruckheimer i thought you could have come up with this shit yourself like, you guys <laughs> you got fucking macklemore for what Man, they Hire they me. popped some real fucking awful tags. They, they definitely they definitely picked up that troll from a from a first store, that's for sure. But uh <laughs> but shit, Doesn't fucking Brock Hammer own like sense. Jack Sparrow? Bring him in. That's what right bro, right? <laughs> Brockheimer literally created Pirates the This Caribbean. is why we what make nothing and people got paid a fuck ton of money to pump that garbage out. Uh, I'm sorry. There's probably there's definitely okay, a designer so, out there that is crying, that is bawling their eyes out, and we're just terrible <laughs> people. <laughs> At the same time, if they put something out explaining the significance of all the different parts of him and why it's like actually cool, like after the fact when everyone's making fun of it, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that shit. None of it nope. is real. You're making it all up. Um, moving kind of on. Uh, Luke Man at Hainsworth Lucas. Lucas Hainsworth, thank you, sir, for sending a question in long time. No chat. Does Carlton need a revamp? I was just thinking about that. I personally think that he is one of the most... Um, like, I don't... I have nothing bad to say about it, really. It's just kind of like, yeah, whatever, I'll take it. It's not, like, cool. There's nothing... F- like overly great about it but i think a polar bears are endangered and we need to bring attention to that and uh i don't know kids like buying stuff bears yeah. and that's an easy merchandise thing to sell and that's what very... the mascot is for so i don't know i can't really find much wrong with him but at the same time like i said he's not cool mm-hmm. like you could update him he's a very vanilla type of mascot That's he's right in the middle looking for vanilla no the kids love it uh, the adults are indifferent to it but i, I if you're looking safe. for meaning like with the leaves he doesn't really reflect any i guess other than we're a, a northern team but yeah leave him as is it's just safe that's all and then like does he not suffer a little bit from the same thing we were talking about with the troll like not the look wise but the fact that we do kind of have to explain like how the fuck a polar bear is relevant to the team yes but also carlton is so goddamn cute all right like he's actually like he's not even like some weird high school mascot bear like he's actually he is a standing teddy bear he's not offending and like i don't feel afraid bringing my children future children around him you know there's some mascots where you're kind of like i don't know your little sketch (laughs) sketch balls but carlton's actually like he like like he's got a very like like just good luck about him you know like i i would trust carlton to watch my kids i don't know call me crazy <laughs> he looks like he belongs in like a christmas coca-cola commercial or something he's just exactly cute, cuddly yeah it's like your mascot does one of two things it's either for kids for going to children's hospitals for doing like birthday type things for doing meet and greets with kids or it's like gritty where or the raptor inflatable thing where it's like a meme where you're an entertainment thing for adults if you are nowhere floating around in the middle 
redo your mascot because there's like you're for nobody and i feel like that's where the stupid troll lands is it's not like no kid wants this i don't it kind of reminds me of like animal from the muppets <laughs> oh man yeah. you know you know what no it's exactly what it reminds me of i'm actually laughing not because of that i'm laughing because victory green came back in my head again <laughs> god oh my damn god. victory <laughs> green you fuck <laughs> And here's but, like, a little do you remember? secret too. If you change your mascot, no one's really gonna care that much about these teams. It's not like you're changing right. a jersey or a logo. You can get away with it. Just rebrand, man. A couple Gritty headlines and it's over. Gritty literally sure came Jays out of nowhere. Through several yeah. different iterations of Ace before they got Ace. Like, there's. I'm pretty sure there's been like it wasn't always just Ace. Like they had versions of him or or his kids or like it's like I don't know. They guys. I don't know. There's something, something like that. I like feel even like, like right. and like obviously, there's tons of teams changing mascots because like there's a lot of teams with like you know names that are no longer considered uh, cool and and that kind of offensive, right? So yeah. you know, like back in the day, there was like Chief Nakahoma. You know, like like it's not uncommon. <laughs> He's not floating around anymore. <laughs> exactly. Just say it's not uncommon for a team to be like, you know what? Kind of screwed. You know, we kind of screwed the pooch on that one. Let's uh, let's let's do something different. And it's it's such an irrelevant thing. It's not like it's not like signing a guy to you know thirteen million and leveraging your team, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or like throwing a milk ad on the jersey. It's not something that's going to affect anybody except positively, potentially if you just do something that's you know not just shady. poochie him. You know, just like po- <laughs> poochie went back to his home planet and. Uh, and he's never coming back. There you go. <laughs> and he died on the way there. I don't know. <laughs> Gone. Exactly. All right, here. So uh, last question is from Mikey D underscore 392. What would you like to see for the Leafs reverse retro 2.0? Something that doesn't suck. Um, I think we touched on this a little while ago. I would like to see um, something like um, the... 90s one what was the one that we were talking about with beaner that has the it's like the diff- stripes on the bottom and i don't know i think there's there's some not much difference in the leafs jerseys over the history i think that's the tough thing is like they haven't really true completely overhauled the design that much there's the ugly tml thing that they had on the shoulder <laughs> for a early, bit early 2000s uh, ni- 1999 kind of deal yeah i actually had a go for it yeah, yeah. that's the only time when everything was kind of... Memory, I, had a, but... I had an idea the other day, and I'm glad that we're talking about it now, was um, I wanted to maybe uh, um, highlight the Summit series a little bit. You know, we're ta- I heard Henderson's name being talked about um, a lot because of, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking a lot about Hall of Fame in general, like, like all around different leagues. And uh, I was just thinking, I saw this picture of the Summit series and how, how nice those jerseys look. And of course they're in white and red, right? But we sh- could do something very similar um, with white and blue, and have the leaf in. You know, it's not just like a you know the actual um, <clears throat> stitched leaf on the jersey, where the leaf is actually on the bottom, like in a design or something, just to try it out for you know, you know. That'd be pretty well, cool. There's like the one that I found last time we talked about this. I think it was from the 60s or something. It might have been a, a Canadian Centennial or I'm not 100% sure what it was for. But they had the uh, it was basically like a regular Toronto Maple Leaf logo like the last reverse retro was. Uh, except the words Toronto Maple Leafs were written in red. So I feel like if you have like a white with red Toronto Maple Leaf writing, but everything else is white and blue. I think it sounds insane, but if you look it up, it's actually pretty sick looking. Hmm. I wouldn't I mind know. to see like the 70s one too, with just the, the solid white stripe on the bottom, solid white stripe on the shoulders with the two blue Maple Leafs. Yeah. That, that one's a pretty classic cool. one. Very simple, but elegant. Yeah, I, th- I mean, it, the point is it's, something retro so they'll, they'll take something yeah. probably from the 60s or 70s and make it modern something that they'll never do Ta-da. but they definitely Ta-ding. could Sell do them. because i don't think anybody owns the rights to it is so there used to be um, a baseball team before the jays called the toronto maple leafs and their secondary logo was some mm. goofy looking guy with a mustache look it up i kid you not um just look up toronto maple leafs baseball team logos <laughs> and uh they, if they did something like that with that guy in like a hockey helmet like on their shoulders just for like a fun night or something 
It's it's just it's so Toronto. If you look it up, you look at the old logos, look at the old team. Even using even using their the Toronto Maple Leafs baseball team Leaf logo on the front, I think that would actually just be it's kind of like a like a Huskies kind of theme, you know, a Huskies. Yeah. You know, it, it's not the greatest design, but like it's something they definitely have. You know, because the team was also called the Leafs, right? And it's from Toronto, and you know, we got a lot of we got a lot True. of championship history. Um, right now with uh, the Jays going to the postseason. Um, we got uh, we got the Raptors. They, st- they still look like they're pretty good. The Leafs are the, Le- the Leafs are like, what, like projected to, to win the Stanley Cup again. What else is new? And they'll probably go to the playoffs again. Yeah, and like you're not wearing them too often, so why not? Probably the first round. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, I think it's going to be a fun year in Toronto for sports. Like, like, like you said, everybody's decent at the same time, and that's unlikely. And, you know, I feel like that never happens at this level. Um, no, it's pretty tough. And it, the best part is Montreal's rebuilding. So, yeah. <laughs> and Ottawa's kind of rebuild, or not Ottawa, um, but they are too. But Boston. You know, all the all the enemies are starting to trend downwards, and everybody in Toronto's looking good all across the sports world. So, good time to be. A everybody wants to talk Toronto all this fan. mad shit this about Kyle Dubis, and I don't sit here like I actually love this guy. Like I want to marry Kyle Dubis, even though I do. But like, <laughs> the truth is, is that <laughs> like we are so freaking spoiled and privileged. Like every single year, by MLSE. We've pretty oh, much made the really playoffs. Oh, We've got Masai Ujiri, absolute god tier. You gotta be joking. We've got Kyle Dubis. Okay, wait, 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 wait. You gotta go wait. back from We Are So Frickin'. Yeah, you cut privileged, out of We Are So Frickin'. Did you still hear me? <laughs> We're privileged. Uh, We're spoiled. Yep. Sorry, my battery's dying. Oh, no, it's fine. Oh, that was hilarious, and I hope it shows up that way in the edit. <laughs> we are so frickin' just um, end the pod like that. <laughs> All right, as we approach our last couple of minutes here, just real quick, we won't spend too much time yes, on this. Um, no, I don't <laughs> want to. Your battery's dying. We can't. Tim Hortons uh, has officially informed Hockey Canada it won't be sponsoring the men's program at the juniors uh, or worlds this season. So, Good. Fuck them. Take some accountability. That's big. Tim Hortons has pulled all their funding for the men's Canadian just uh, the program. Men's, just the men's. They're keeping the para and women's. junior and um, or the youth. Good not for junior, them. The youth, the youth, women's and para. Well, just like Quebec announced too that they're gonna not give money to the national organization either from registration yeah. of minor hockey league players. So I think that works out to what I heard was three dollars registration. <laughs> Is it so only that's three? hilarious? That we well, that's time. a for every kid, just like I think that'll work out too. They're like three dollars. <laughs> I had it on the tip of Tim my Hortons tongue. Tim only pays three dollars for all of Hockey Canada. Okay, that was watching one on. I think it was uh, Saskatchewan was like twenty something, but oh, is it really? Holy sense. shit! Yeah. Well, the difference is that Quebec is the second most populated province. Yeah. It's next to Ontario. They got about eight or nine million people. So that's um, and probably one of the bigger. They might have a bigger hockey population like player population that Ontario does I don't know especially at the youth level yes so it's gotta be very close yeah so not getting that money from uh hockey Quebec is massive so I hope oh my god Scott even just the message yeah I mean it's just at this point like how are you still sitting at the top of this and being like no 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 guys I got this and then more shit comes out and it's like no I but that wasn't me that was like that was somebody else, but I still got this. It's like, can you please just Shut step down? The fuck. <laughs> Even after friend. like all this came out, if they did the right thing and admitted to it, and took the proper actions to correct this and make sure it doesn't happen again, they'd be in such a better spot right now. Yep. Yeah, and instead, they said, "Nope, this is it." And then journalism went, "What about this?" And they said, "Oh, yeah. that that too." So uh, if anybody's not been following, they found a second uh, slush fund for dealing with assault claims that's uh, your money. If you are somebody that has a kid in hockey or you yourself pay into playing 
uh, any kind of like rep hockey or something to Hockey Canada. So uh, super Disgusting. cool to find out that uh, it's being used to protect people to do whatever they want. Well, this is a government branch. Like, can we just fucking get this over with, please? Like, it's yes. on global. It's on CTV. The government's talking about it every day. These people are being called to Congress. This is not like an NHL internal inquiry where, you know, the owner of the team hired a lawyer to investigate it and they're not going to publish it like that. No, this is, this you is had the prime minister larger. talking about it today. Yeah. Like him people or not, have, that's regardless. Just Yeah. And he said people have lost their confidence in him. Like, yeah, not him and, and them in hockey Canada. Yes, exactly. <sighs> anyway, um, to finish off, I guess. Uh, so next time we're going to do a full, prediction episode was that the plan uh we are going to do that at some point before the season starts whether it's next episode or the one after we are going to do regular season predictions conference division winners trophy winners stanley cup winners all that good stuff sweet and we've got fantasy starting up uh a week today the leafs play their first regular season game so we should get our prediction one in probably this maybe monday yeah um, coming. Be we can do it yeah cool cool, 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 and then maybe mid-season and at the end of the season we'll revisit yeah we'll have to check back see who's winning and we'll keep points uh like we did for the playoffs last year because now we're starting a season off with all five people didn't study clean house like jesus we all owe him money yep yeah i haven't seen a dime (laughs) yeah oh just wait we've got uh We've got some more bets coming up. I'm trying to Don't sell my dirty worry. doodles to, uh, to you know, make some money to pay, pay you back. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we end with that? Can you just send it right to my dirty bookie. doodles? I love these. It's going to Venmo you uh, some, some cash. Cash app. Um, <laughs> do you take Litecoin and uh, Doge? He takes all, all forms B- of BRB money. mining my own dart coin. But... <laughs> Yeah. But speaking of which, Dark to go on, to move on to another topic, so, uh, you were... so no, I just I just said what, let's finish with tell the people yeah, so about my, the Darty's my current project, which is, which is not an NFT form, so I make zero dinero from it. Besides, you know, the pleasure I get from you guys enjoying it. If you do, is I used to spend a lot of my time in the third, fourth, and fifth grade drawing comics. Again, freehand. I wasn't one of those fellows who actually put any effort into the theory of comics and, you know, would draw circles and then draw things in those circles and then eventually erase the circles and then actually have a real solid <laughs> picture. I was just kind of guys like, you know what? Today I'm drawing a bean with a, with a, with a magical cap on and that's whatever it looked like. That's what I was drawing. So I don't know. I was like, you know what? We need more outlets to uh, promote, um, LLN and unfortunately I still refuse to go onto TikTok. I know that would give us a lot of money if I was to embarrass myself on TikTok for uh, 15 seconds of TikTok fame but instead I decided to draw some doodles for you of relevant hockey news uh, trying to be poignant though I'm sure some of them will be a little offensive but I, it's mostly tongue-in-cheek and uh, yeah so if you follow my Twitter at Darty because I don't think I have the patience to I haven't posted on my Instagram in a while I like Twitter a lot now I feel like uh, it's kind of poisoned me, you Twitter, you Twitter folks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I'm gonna be post. It's uh, hockey Twitter is just, it's just so much everything. More fun. It's like so quick. It's like you know, it's like a, it's like a quick little espresso shot every time I go onto Twitter, and uh, yeah, like I'm gonna be posting these darty doodles, and yeah, they're gonna cover like relevant hockey topics. I don't know how often I'm gonna do them, but they are all drawn by hand mostly by pen so i try kind of have to do it right the first take otherwise like yeah they're, they're pretty they're pretty uh scribbled on but i said if you like them uh great if you don't like them tell me what you don't like i'll you know i'll work to make them better to make them funnier like i'm not necessarily a funny guy i think that i'm funny to look at and i am um i do things <laughs> that embarrass myself that people you know like like funny weird not funny haha <laughs> but uh yeah, it's, it's just like, you know, we we here at LLN, we all have different things we're good at. You know, Southie's the gambler. You know, he knows when to hold them, when to fold them. And uh, Roscoe's the, the beautiful radio voice, million-dollar voice. We got uh, the fanalist who is just an absolute wealth of knowledge. And then our queen. Our queen. And then, and also the tallest one out of all of us. <laughs> I think. I, don't, I actually never met any of you in person. So, like, I, I'm only saying that from what I've heard. <laughs> and then Beaner, who is, like, the biggest. It's not me. He's the biggest Probably. geek on the planet. 
All right. And I love him to death. Oh, we love you too. And we're happy for you and the fam and the little dart on the way and excited for some darty doodles and it's all going to be great. This year's going to be fun. And maybe I turn them into an NFT and we make everyone here. There's no money in NFTs anymore. What are you talking about? That did. It's not, it's not I give you permission to funge my tokens, okay? <laughs> Can you? Oh, do you I will draw, draw you a profile, profile picture. picture. All right. It will not. It won't even be as good as that. Draw my PFP guy, but I'll do my very best. Darty's taking. <laughs> Darty's taking requests. All right. I'm coming for you. Okay, yeah, let's do it. You heard all right. It. <laughs> Uh, so uh, thanks for tuning in it's been Leafs Late Night we are getting back into the swing of things getting back into form we're going to have some games to play and some predictions and fantasy and all that stuff coming up and some fun announcements so stay mm-hmm. tuned follow us on Twitter on Instagram at Leafs Late Night and uh, you guys want to plug anything or are we out of here are you a sponsor yet like is that official or not nah? well I mean since you're just going to say it while we're recording, we do in like 10 days. We signed the contract. It's happening. I guess we can announce that. <laughs> Roscoe's like, dirty, you, you dick. <laughs> I don't think that's how we wanted to roll it out. I'm not going to tell you who it is, and we're not going to tell you what comes with it, but we're, uh, we're officially sponsored. <laughs> Surprise! You... <laughs> We'll just edit that part out. (laughs) I was like, fuck, we did... Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. We did such a good job of teasing it here and there, and then boom.